0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. Um, today, today's episode is going to be a little out of whack as far as, like, my timing. Because I definitely recorded different parts at different times on different days. So, whatever. Um, you know, happy single de Mayo. all right um, I just want to say, you know, shout out to, um, my friend Diana, um, she just got married last night, yes, it was a Star Wars themed wedding, may the fourth be with you, it was beautiful, and, um, like, it was really cool because, um, Diana's, like, you know, we were best friends in high school, so, at her wedding, it was like a reunion of the people from high school I actually was friends with and like loved. So that was cool. It's like filter out the rest of the the other people. Um in very in very theater kid fashion, I'm going to say. Theater kid, Star Wars people, Disney people, cuz we're all in the same Venn diagram, right? Like, this wedding had the details. Like, it was just, like, the small details that really, like, brought it together. And people think that you don't know this, but I totally know this. And it was super cute. Um, So, shout out to, shout out to, to Diana and Craig. You know, I wish you the best on your new endeavors together. All right. That being said, um, you know, hanging out with, like, my people from high school, it, like, really, like, took me back. I was, like, dang, man, high school was a long time ago. Um, 11 years ago, to be exact. Um, and it's crazy, because, you know, like, we're just, like, you know, all talking and, um, going down memory lane. And that actually, like, kind of, like, tied in with what I wanted to kind of, like, talk about today. Um... This is my love letter to Marvel. Okay, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Alright, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, as y'all know, I'm super opinionated, so I've got things to say. <laughs> so, buckle up. We are going on a trip. Let me set the scene for you. The year is two thousand. I was a senior in high school, so, you know, um, I was a senior, I graduated, so definitely went into all the fun parts of senior year, um, you know how it is when you're in high school, you know, like, your last homecoming is more special, um, your last spring break is a little bit more special, even though my spring break that year kind of sucked, because I was in that... Let me tell y'all, hold on, let me tell y'all about my senior year in high school, because I got screwed over, right? So I had to, like, take, like, like, I was told that I had enough science credits, and but it didn't come to light until maybe the second half of the year that I didn't have enough science credits, so I had to go to night school. Mind you, mind you, okay, mind you, I'm getting in the mic for this, because now that I'm remembering, it's so upsetting. Mind you, like, okay, so for you Miamians, I live in Kendall, right? My high school was in Coconut Grove, and my high school was a charter school. Even if they had buses, I still wouldn't have been able to get a bus, right? So I had to take, like, public transportation. So it would be either, like, my mom would drop me off to, like, the Metro Rail, or she would drop me off to school, but I definitely always had to go back home on the bus so it was literally two buses and the, and the metro to get home and walk because the, my closest bus stop is outside of my community. So, you know, that's like a nice little half-mile walk, whatever. So add night school on top of that. <laughs> Once a week on Thursday nights. Which really sucked because early release was always on a Thursday, so it's like yeah, if I had early release, like cool, like we would go to you know like Bayside or go to the movies or whatever. But um, it sucks because I'd be like, oh my God, guys, I'm really sorry, I have to go to night school, I have to go now, and I hated it. But but yeah, so <laughs> I was taking extra class. I don't know, my senior year was a mess. I was taking more classes than I really. More real classes, I should say, that I really needed to. Anyways. So then, you know, I graduated when I was 16. I'm going on 17. So, you know, I graduated. I'm like, yeah. Then I was like, hey, you know what? Instead of going to, like, my community college, which I should have done, okay, I'm going to go to, like, this expensive private school, for no reason, because that's what I felt like doing. And then, once again, I didn't have a car at this point. And the school I went to, like, the college I chose to go to was in North Miami. So, you know, two buses and a train and walking. So that was fun. I'm a masochist. That's what you have to uh gather from this. But, um, oh, wait, man. Obama, okay, gets elected. I get, you know, and like, I can't, like, I definitely was like super supportive and super vocal about supporting Obama, of course, okay? But it sucks because like, I couldn't vote because I wasn't 18. So (laughs) I was just like, yeah. But actually, during that year with Diana, shout out to Diana again. Um, like, Obama had come down here on, like, a campaign, on a campaign trail, like, and so we, like, I remember I was at school when I found out, and me and Diana were like, yo, we need to go downtown, like, we need to go see Obama, and I was, like, I'm the kind of person, you know, I always had, like, my camera with me, but that day I happened to not have my camera. And like it was crazy because I was coming from school, like I said. So literally, I think like I left class early <laughs> just to go meet up with Diana. We went um, downtown, and we bought disposable cameras because neither of us had cameras, and we only had. But you know, like the 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 phone cameras at that point were crappy. Okay, I had like that little sliding phone, yeah, okay, I was a badass, with my little keyboard, non sidekick phone, <laughs> um, and we went and we saw Obama, so yeah, we saw, and you know, Michelle Obama spoke too, so definitely a highlight of, one of my highlights, right? Um, my president is black, my Lambo is blue, like yo, we rep that song so hard, other songs that hit us hard Coldplay came back and hit us with the feels Viva La Vida, Violet Hill um T.I. came out with Paper Trail which is probably one of my favorite T.I. or if not it's my favorite T.I. album absolutely my favorite T.I. album it had so much freaking heart bro like I really loved that album um and it just went hard Like, T.I. T.I. has the bars, okay? What else happened that year? Yo. So, Kanye... Okay, fun fact. Kanye came out with 808s and Heartbreak in 2008. And, which, you know... I remember when I first heard um, Love Lockdown, it was kind of like, whoa, this is a different Kanye. But this at this point, this was the beginning of Kanye's transformation. Because that was his first album after his mom passed away. Like, and his mom had just passed away, right? And you, like, you could definitely see the marked difference. And I remember back then, it was like, what is Kanye doing? Like, but, and I, I liked the album. I was just like, this is cool. Like, this is different. Like, it's not your typical like R&B or like hip hop album but um i mean it's kind of like incredible how far Kanye has come ever since then cuz yo Kanye did it like Kanye did it the only way he knows how which is to to you know um go against the grain for sure um and i think now i mean i know some people still don't really care for that album i love that album But, anyways... um, So, you know, we had... This is, like, the world we were dealing with, right? Like, Heath Ledger... Now we're, like, you know, getting into, like, kind of, like, what was happening in, like, the movie world. Heath Ledger had just passed away, right? So... And, and, you know, like, we were anticipating the Dark Knight coming out. I could say, for me... I was super hyped, like, cause I like. Look, let me preface any opinions I'm gonna say about like any of these Marvel movies with, I'm a DC person. If I had to choose between the two, I'm a DC person. So especially like at that time, you're like, you know, the Nolan um trilogy or at that point the Nolan duo, duet. I don't even know what you call it, the Nolan dyad was on top of the world like you know batman begins was amazing so then we were like waiting for a legit amazing joker movie you know we all knew that like Ledger was super talented and we had seen like you know like the pictures and stuff so we were like okay like yo this is gonna be a good batman movie um, with a good Joker, and, you know, and even back then, right, like, he got, like, a lot of criticism, as people do, for playing such, like, iconic characters, um, like, people criticized the casting, but then he passed away, so it's, like, kind of, like, it kind of bump like, amped up that anticipation for the movie, um, So, yeah, you know, like, we were about, we were about the DC world. And we had no clue what was going to happen later on in the years with DC movies, right? Um, I remember, like, in that time, if you look at it, right, what were the franchises that we had? It was, you know, the Nolan franchise. We also had (laughs) Sam Raimi's (laughs) Spider-Man franchise, which we had just suffered through Spider-Man 3, you know what I mean? Um, We had the, like, we had also just kind of come through the X-Men franchise, right? Like, the beginning part of the X-Men franchise, which, you know, the third movie was just kind of like the third movie, you know? Um... But also in 2008, we had Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And I remember watching this movie very clearly. Because, like, I remember I went with my friend Kelsey and with somebody else. And we were just like, let's, like, mind you, my mom was, like, super strict, right? When I was younger. And I remember, like, she let me go to the movies that late, (laughs) because that friend of mine was a girl from church who was, like, super, like, you know, Tienna, like, very, like, cool, chill, innocent. So I guess, like, my mom felt like I wasn't going to be a hooligan with this girl, so I was allowed to go to the movies to a late showing with my friend. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And I just remember sitting through, like, Indiana Jones... And I was like, this is a good movie. Like, okay, Shia LaBeouf, kind of weird, but okay. And then it got to the end of the movie. And things like the last 20 minutes, not even 20 minutes, the last 15, 10 minutes of Kingdom the Crystal Skull got ridiculously strange. Like, really nothing to do with the rest of the Indiana Jones franchise so like I remember us walking out of there we were like just very confused (laughs) so you know we had all of these things happening right but then what also came out on the scene to, to you know 2008 Iron Man okay Iron Man and then, actually, The Incredible Hulk came out that same year, too. Not too, not too um, much after Iron Man. Now, I'm gonna say, in 2008, I didn't watch Iron Man in theaters. Like, I didn't watch Iron Man. Mostly because, like, at that point, I didn't really care about Iron Man. Like, I knew who he was. I knew he was in The Avengers, but he definitely was not my focus. And, like I said, and actually... You know, cause I'm like a huge spy. I'm a huge Spider-Man and a huge Hulk fan. So I was like, kind of more, a little bit more worried about like the Incredible Hulk, especially after you know, like the Hulk movie with Eric Bana. It was like okay, but what's gonna happen now that we have another Hulk movie? But So I wasn't really too worried about Iron Man, to be honest, but then I had friends who saw The Incredible Hulk before I got the chance to, and they were like, Mildred, don't do the thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're not doing that. Um, so, you know, like, I was definitely more preoccupied with other members of, like, the Marvel Universe. So, for me, Iron Man was not a priority to go watch. And especially in 2008, at that time, like, I have money to be going to movies like that, so I had to really choose my movies wisely. Clearly, Indiana Jones, Kingdom the Crystal Skull, I should have not watched that and gone to watch Iron Man instead. But, like, at that time, I wasn't working. I literally made money selling cookies, <laughs> like, in high school. I would sell cookies to people, um, and, like, it was between, like, literally anything I wanted to do was between selling cookies and asking my parents for money, so I, they were not gonna give me, be giving me, like, movie money all the time, so, um, so I, you know, I wasn't really, like, about it at that point, right, but then later on, Iron Man 2 came out, By that point, you know, I had like my own car, I had a job, I I was like, yeah, let's, let's ride, let's go watch Iron Man 2. And I fell in love with it, and I felt silly for not having watched the Iron Man, because I was just like, dang, I missed out. Like, because I, now, people are just like, Mildred, Iron Man 2, really? Yes, I love that movie. It could be that I love it so much because it was the first one I saw. Because, like, I guess maybe had I seen, like, the first Iron Man, like, you know, in order, maybe I then would have seen Iron Man 2 and been like, really? But I really enjoyed Iron Man 2. Like, it's a fun movie, in my opinion. Um, and you really, and you know what I like about Iron Man 2 uh, as well? And I think you kind of, like, get that Disney feel because of, like, the way that they... Like, the the story and, like, you know, what it leads up to. It's definitely very Disney, so, like, hey, some foreshadowing there. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, you definitely get, like, these Walt Disney World Fair Epcot vibes in that movie, so... I really liked Iron Man 2, so I was about it, you know, and then you started, like, by Iron Man 2, you know, then you hear that Thor is coming out, so then you're like, okay, like, Thor and Captain America's coming out, and so that's, I, like, I'm sure they had been talking about, like, the MCU at that point, like I said, I wasn't really paying attention, you know what I mean? But, but then I was like, oh, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like putting the pieces together. And then I remember, um, going to watch Thor in theaters. Like, I, like, I'm pretty sure it came out during a time, like during the summer, because it came out and my, like, best friends all went to go watch it without me. <laughs> but I was in Colombia, because I used to, that's back when I used to go to Columbia for the summer. So they went to go watch this movie without me, and they were like, yo, you gotta watch the movie. Chris Hemsworth is fine. I was like, who that? So then when I came back, we went to go watch it, and I was like, oh my freaking God, this man is beautiful. Freaking Like, thank you, MCU, for giving the world Chris Hemsworth and and so by proxy, the Hemsworth brothers. Because really, like, you know, Liam Hemsworth got put on because he was just as fine or almost as fine as his older brother. Let's be honest. I'm just like, look, if the world wants to be dominated by tall, beautiful Australian men, I'm down for it. They don't even have to be the blonde ones because I love freaking Hugh Jackman as well. So, I'm... Hey... You know, come invade. I'm I'm up for this. You know, Aussie <laughs> invasion. So and then you know like, of course, you know we start learning ab- about the end credits and oh we got to stay after the M credit end credits and like, you know and really this is like all like the phase one movies right. They started laying down that groundwork. And creating that movie-going culture. Because that's what they did. They, like... I think a lot of people... You know, a lot of people already were about... Oh, yeah, let's go watch this movie as soon as it comes out. But I think... Like, the MCU changed the movie-going culture. Because it really, really, really... Let's be honest. The MCU created... Or not created, but they really were the ones who pushed forward the Midnight Release. Midnight Release movies. Like, that's what the MCU did. I don't remember ever going to other movies for, like, um... for Midnight Releases, except for The Dark Knight. I remember The Dark Knight, I went to the Midnight Release. But, like, I don't know if that was already after, like, the MCU, like, was kind of, like, doing their thing. And, you know, the you know, like, DC just followed suit. But, like, for sure, like, if you really think about it, the MCU is the one who propelled that. You know, um, I know, like, other movies gave out, like like, you know, had merchandise, like, the special cups and all of this. But, really, the MCU blew that up, too. So... They really created, like, a special movie-going culture staying to the very end of the credits, you know, like, all of that, um, you know, midnight releases, which really made something very, like, special and different, um, like, kind of, you know, helped move along the movie industry. And then, um, then I did, like, I didn't watch Captain America. I'm going to be very honest. I was not interested in Captain America at all. Like, I was just like... I always thought Captain America was lame, to be quite honest. And I know I'm not the only one. So, I didn't even bother watching Captain America. (laughs) I was just like, I'm not going to watch it. I don't care. But then I went to go... But then Avengers was coming out, right? 2012. So 2012, by 2012, you know, like I said, like, I had been working, you know, doing my own thing. Like, by that point, we were, like, super into it. And, like, um, we, you know, we were anticipating the Avengers movie. We're like, okay, this all leads up to this, right? And I don't remember if at that point Marvel had announced that they were doing, like, this whole, like... Like, saga with, like, Thanos. Like, if I remember correctly, really our first inkling of Thanos was maybe, like, what? Captain America or... I think we had seen Thanos before Avengers, right? Like, I don't know. I'll have to verify. But, like, we didn't know what was to come. We did not know. We didn't know how big this was going to be. So, for us, Avengers coming out was, like, a huge deal. And, you know, we're sitting here thinking Avengers is, like, the end of it. And no. (laughs) Like, it's like, no, man. We have barely, like, begun. So, you know, um, AMC, they did, like, a Marvel movie marathon, and I called up my best friend at the time, and I was like, yo, so they're showing all the movies leading up to Avengers on this one day. It's 40 bucks, and if you, like, you know, if you calculate, like, what what is it? It's one, two, three, four, five, six movies six movies for forty dollars that's a great deal and she agreed so we like literally like took the day off we we hit up some friends some other friends and we're like yo like they have these movies for forty dollars and we'll make a picnic of it like we (laughs) so we like I remember like we literally like packed up food I like we showed up like what at, like, I think the first movie, which was Iron Man, like, at 10 a.m. or something like that, like, it was in the morning, so it was, like, a big group of us, we, like, all packed up our individual foods and stuff, and then, like, like, we, um, me and my friend had agreed that, like, during Incredible Hulk, we were gonna, like, take a break or something, because we were just, like, we don't really wanna watch the Incredible Hulk, um, But then I sat through Iron Man. I was like, yo, this is what I've been missing this whole time. (laughs) Um, And, man, that was a crazy day sitting through those movies. But it was so much fun. And then, um, you know, like, it was fun watching Iron Man 2 again and Thor again. And then it was really crazy because I was like, oh, I guess we have to sit through Captain America. And then I watched Captain America and I I loved it. I was like, wow, I feel really silly for judging Captain America. Like, he's so freaking cool. And also, Chris Evans is beautiful. And, like, actually, I think that's part of the reason why I didn't care for Captain America. Because, you know, Chris Evans, for me, was literally, at that point, like, Not Another Teen Movie and um, (laughs) Johnny Storm. So I was just like, I can't even take this man serious. But no, no, he was, like, he was really good. Um, I will tell you, Captain America caught me very off guard. And, like, I cried so much for that movie. Like, at the end, you know, like, when he's, like, um, about to, like, crash the plane or whatever into the ice. Like, and he's talking to Peggy. I was bawling, And then, like, a friend of mine that went with us, like, he was maybe, like, three people down. So, after that movie, because I think there was, like, a little bit of a break between Captain America and, um, The Avengers. Because then it led up to Midnight Avengers, right? And, um, he was like, yo, I heard someone call, like, crying, though, during Captain America, but, like, sobbing. And I was like, oh my god, that was me. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing. Because, like, I had a crush on that guy. So I was just like, ah. I was not blubbering in my seat. <laughs> um, totally not me. And then the world was introduced to the Avengers. And it was just, like, a, an awesome movie. Like, you know, culmination of everything we had been waiting for for, like, a few years at that point, Four years. And it was great. And then, you know, we were just like, okay, so eventually we're going to get, like, you know, like, Iron Man 3. But it's like, ha, 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 phase 2, we've got more movies for you. And they mean something more. And it's like, what? (laughs) Um, so it was like, you know, like, the curiosity to see, like, okay, what's coming next? What's next? What's next? So, like, um... You know, like, then we go into Phase 2, Iron Man 3, Door the Dark World. And, you know what I mean? Like, like, it was just awesome. And then seeing how it's all building towards, like, the bigger universe. It's, let me tell you something. The MCU has something that the DCU will, ne- will, will not be able to accomplish unless they're willing to put in the work, which is they have an amazing movie universe. Like, the MCU, this, like, all of this leading up to get in uh, Endgame has been 10, 11 years in the making. 10 years in the making, right? And so, it's kind of crazy um, to see it come to an end. And I know, at least for me, like, Avengers Endgame... It's, like, definitely not all the people that I started this journey with are here today. So, it was kind of, like, emotional for me. Because I was like, dang, yo, like, look how things have changed so much in the past 10 years. And, And, you know, like, what they've done here, like I said, with movie culture is something, like, super unique. Something that hasn't been done before on such an expansive level. You know what I mean? And so, um, I you know, I really appreciate it. Like thanks, you know, thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories, like, you know, Marvel. Um, because it's been quite a ride, you know what I mean? It's like you go to school with all these movies and suddenly we're all graduating. Like, as we go on we remember <laughs> So, um, all the times we've spent together, you know, like, some throwback for you. So, it's really cool to see it all come together. And, um, what I like about the progression that they were making with the movie is they were literally building the universe for us, right? And so, um... You know, and I taught, and I, and and, you know, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more too. But it's like they didn't just throw all of these things at us and just expect us to like suspend our disbelief for such big concepts at like all at the same time, which is DC's flaws, right? (laughs) That is literally like DC's flaw. Um, so you know, like. With Iron, with with Phase One, with Iron Man, it was like okay in this world, with the Hulk in this world, Iron Man two in this world. Then with Thor, they kind of took it to like another world, and you're like okay. And then they brought that world to us in Avengers. Then you know in Phase Two, it was like we go into the other world a little bit more, but we're still in this world. But then we go into space, and you're like okay. Okay, so there's other dimensions, there's a, there's a space situation, you get Age of Ultron, you get magic, and all of that, and then, like, you get more into, like, the science of, like, the different things that they're doing, and, like, you know, with Ant-Man, like, the Quantum Realm, and all of this, and, you know, and then, um, with Phase 3, you kind of, like, hone in on the magic a little bit more with, like, Doctor Strange, And, like, it's really cool because these are all things that definitely coexist and play off of each other in the Marvel Universe in the comics. So the way... Like, let me tell you, Kevin Fage, yo! Who? One of the brightest minds in our, you know, in our time, pop culture-wise, because the way that they did this storytelling and this world-building is amazing. And if you're a writer, if you are, you know a filmmaker you definitely got to take notes because he he has done something really interesting with Marvel Studios and then so you know it's like you get all of these like facets to it and at the end of the day with all of these movies and that's what makes comic books so And so, like, so pulling and, you know, like, you know, so fascinating is that you have all of the, you have these people, whether they were born here on earth or not, whether they got their powers or they were born with their powers or given their powers or they use magic or whatever their device, right? They're doing things that are, like, bigger than us, bigger than this world, but they're still, they still feel so human, and that's amazing. Like, we can see characters, like, we can see, you know, flaws in the characters that we see in ourselves, Um, you know, and so that's, that's amazing. That's why we feel like such a connection to comics, and so... Um, Kevin Feige really did, has done a great job bringing that, um, to the screen. And then, um, of course, you know, cause I love comics, right? Like I love reading, I love art. So comics to me is like the natural um progression of that love. And so, you know, bringing comics to, to, to a, a movie screen is not easy because there's like a lot of nuances and subtleties. That we miss, but also bringing it to the movies brings a whole nother like um, dimension to it that comics don't have. So, you know, it's it's really cool, and when you have good um, source material to begin with, it makes it easier. Which is why, <laughs> like, and I feel so bad because I'm like really down and on DC, but like I love DC. I'm a DC fan, but man. Like, for I guess it goes to show that you're you can have awesome source material and still junk it up, so I don't know, but um, but yeah, like, I so I'm like really impressed and really happy with um, what they've done as far as like the movie universe. I'll say it, I've said it, like, once and twice. I'll say it for the third time. The MCU changed the movie-going culture. Um, I th- Like, it made dressing up to go to the movies cool, okay? It made cosplay, in general, cool and more mainstream. Because before, it was definitely reserved for, like, the weeaboos. For, like, you know what I mean? For, like, the nerds. Like, man, I remember cosplaying with my friend, and it was just, like... <laughs> Like people were like cosplay <laughs> but now it's like so normal, it's so mainstream that um it's like it's you know, it's really cool. And I think that makes it for like a more like inclusive environment as well. But they've really like like geared some some shifts in pop culture, so that's really cool. Um it's really cool to watch. And um Now, I want to share with you some more thoughts. Let's do superlatives. Yes. Like, I definitely have some, like, MCU superlatives, alright? So, here we go. For Life of the Party, nominated, we have... We have Peter Quill from Guardians of the Galaxy. Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um... As well as Iron Man from Iron Man. And Life of the Party voted Iron Man. (laughs) I would, like, insert applause. (laughs) For most changed since freshman year, um, nominated we have Iron Man as well, we have um, Captain America, and we have Thor. And the winner is Thor. Like, I think, because, even though all of them have gone through their tragedies and gone through their, like, you know, their growth and their arcs, I don't know. Thor's arc has been very, very, like, super interesting and dynamic. So, definitely most changed since freshman year. Alright, best beard. (laughs) Best beard nominated, we have Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America. This was a tough one, so I'm going to say it's a tie between Thor and Captain America. Why is it a tie? It's a tie because even though Thor has consistently had a really nice beard, right? I don't know, man. Captain America was looking like a snack in Avengers Infinity War. Like he was, oof, with that beard. Oh my god. That reminds me of like a meme I saw the other day that I sent my best friend. It was a meme. It was like a picture of like, it was like oh, it was like some post from Tumblr, of course. Um, I'm still on Tumblr, guys. Okay, not even gonna lie. It was a post from Tumblr. Where it was, like, a picture of, like... It was, like, comparing the two Chrises. Um, <laughs> it was, like, Chris Hemsworth and, Chris Evans. And then, uh, like, some other poster was, like, Forgive me, Lord. Like, it said something, like, Forgive me, Lord, for continuing to be the white man's whore. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, my God. It killed me. Like, I'm gonna post it for you guys because that shit made me laugh so... Freaking much. I'm just like, honestly (laughs) though. Um, for most intellectual nominated, we have Winter Soldier, okay, Iron Man 2, and Doctor Strange. The winner is... Winter Soldier, um, let me tell you guys, Winter Soldier BTW is my favorite, favorite Captain America, or, um, movie out of the whole, like, cinema, um, Marvel Cinematic Universe, so, more on that a little bit later. Um, cue this couple that never was... Hawkeye and Black Widow. Like, straight up, like, there's not a lot of... uh, It would have only been Hawkeye and Black Widow, or Black Widow and, um, freaking... Como se llama este, bro? Um, The Hulk. But for me, it was Hawkeye and Black Widow. We all were shipping (laughs) Nat and Clint since, like, the beginning. But, or really since Avengers and we were holding out for it but I guess like the MCU really felt like they needed to kill that hope by giving Clint a whole family um but honestly by the time that we get to Endgame like you it's you really see like oh my god they really are just like besties like and I love it they're just you know they're just besties and they just like really love each other as friends like and I'm like that's beautiful like what a concept friends um, <laughs> on that note though, best bromance nominated are Stephen Tony, Stephen Sam, Stephen and Bucky. <laughs> um, oh no, you know what? And let me throw in another one, the other. Like best bromance is Tony and Bruce. I forgot about their their science bromance. I love them, but honestly, it's a three way tie between all the Steve options. <laughs> um, common denominator being friends with Steve is amazing. I guess is the is the moral of the story here. Look, I love I love the bromance between Steve and Tony, um because they're so freaking different. You know, that it, like, they make, a, they complement each other really well. Steve and Bucky, because they're, they're, like, childhood besties, and, you know, I'm with you to the end of the line. I'm just, like, <laughs> I can't handle the beauty of their friendship. Like, freaky, you know what I mean? But then you got, like, Steve and Sam, you know? Like, because, like, I feel like Avengers are, like, me and my friends, where we're just very, like, no new friends. <laughs> Um, But then Steve made friends with Sam and brought him into the group. And I like that. It's like, he's like, hey guys, this is my friend Sam. He's friends with you guys too. And they're like, okay. I mean, well, obviously in Civil War, it didn't really go like that. But then afterwards, it was like, okay, I guess he's part of the crew now. And I love when, like, you can bring new friends into the crew. Like, that's awesome. And they meld really well. So, really... Um, insert Roberto Carlos, amigo, into here. Um, because that, yeah, like, Steve is, like, apparently a really awesome friend. Um, Class Clown. Nominated is Rhodey, Iron Man, Tony. And Thor, because Thor got really funny. Um, but honestly, voted. Iron Man. Iron Man's like, Iron Man's a clown. I love him. So funny. Alright, best superhero flip. Nominated. We've got Nat. Okay. We've got Thor. And we've got Loki. And honestly, I know technically he's not a superhero, but he does that dramatic flip. We're gonna go with Loki. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just re- re- go watch the part in Avengers where Loki like falls. Like he's on the um he's on Stark's Tower and he falls and he flips up and you're like, dang, I'm not gonna lie, that's a pretty good flip. Most school spirits. Honestly, I nominated um Nick Fury and Steve. Because they're definitely, like, the two that go hardest for, like, the world and, like, the country. Um, and you know what? Nick Fury takes the votes, man. He's just, like, he brought this all together, man. He's, like, the father of, like, the Avengers. I love it. Alright, most athletic. We've got Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Steve. I'm gonna leave it as a tie why is it a tie because yes technically Steve is like more powerful but that's because of the super soldier syrup you know what I mean and honestly like Hawkeye and Black Widow are like super athletic bro and they can hold their own and they're like just regular people humans so that's what's up all right Mr. Marvel and Mrs. Marvel Honestly, no one else has been nominated. So for Mr. and Mrs. Um, um, hello. redo for Mr. and Mrs. Marvel, we're gonna go with Iron Man and Captain Marvel. Love it. Those are the Marvel MCU superlatives, uh, two thousand eight through two thousand nineteen. Love it. Thank you for voting, guys. No one voted. It was just me. <laughs> Um, but, and just, you know, like, some thoughts of mine, um, for instance, Best Franchise Redemption, right? And I'm talking about, okay, the movies that, that were kind of basic, but then they got really good. Oh yeah, Thor, Ragnarok. Thor, Ragnarok saved the Thor franchise. For instance. Door, the first door is a good movie, but honestly, like let's be real honest. We watched, we kept watching that movie because of Chris Hemsworth because he just looks so freaking beautiful. And honestly, Loki is a really, really fun villain, but but no man. And then you know, like door Dark World came out, we're like, and then you know, like door was like a little bit flat as a character. Despite having a lot happen to him, but man, Thor Ragnarok really, like, brought it together and breathed life into Thor's character. Like, what a great movie! If you haven't seen it, go watch it, bro. Alright. Best character arc in general, like, the best franchise movies? Captain America. Absolutely. Because... I know there's a lot of people who don't like the first Captain America, but for me, I like all three. Like, like, Captain America's series, like, alone, they're, like, each of the three movies, or, well, I guess, like, the first two movies are really, 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 really good standalone movies. And the third movie, like, yeah, you need to have watched at least the second movie, but it's still, like, really good on its own. Like, so good, it could have been Avengers. You know what I mean? Um, It could have been an Avengers movie. And so, I really loved, like, definitely the Captain America movies. um, The movie that made... The movie that made me cry the most was definitely Black Panther, um, if I'm not counting Endgame, like, like definitely I cried and cried and cried and cried. But actually, the first Captain America movie came in a very close second. like, to put it this way, in my tears system, as you guys know, I used my tears system to rate movies. Black Panther was the one who broke the. The Captain America record. So, that's what it was. Um, the movie that made me cry in the trailer... Because I didn't watch the Black Panther trailer, actually. But the movie that made me cry during the trailer... Civil War, bro. Civil War made me cry. (laughs) Because that part where he's, like... uh, Where they're fighting. And, um... And and Steve is, like, he was my friend. And then, like, you see, like, Tony just, like, do, like, that, like, little, like, sad look and be, like, so was I. Yo! Oh, my God! That one meme where it was, like, watch the Captain America trailer and, like, lay down and cry. That was me. Like, cute Tupac, I'm mad at you. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, what a dealing the blows from the trailer. That made me cry. Um, I'm just teared up thinking. I'm like, oh my God, how sad. <laughs> um, worst third movie. Look, guys, we all know Thor 3 was the best third movie. Worst third movie, though, Iron Man 3 what a disappointment and i think what happened with iron man 3 is that um if we came off the heels of avengers so but iron man 3 was so basic though like so basic and like what sucks is that like because you know iron man 3 there were parts that they like ooh side story iron man 3 there were parts that they filmed here in in miami in south florida I think they actually filmed in like in like Hollywood as well. So, you know, the news was going around down here and I remember like me and my best friend at the time we like literally went to go hunt down the Iron Man filming. Like we went to Miami Beach Because we, they were at Vizcaya, so we went to Vizcaya and like we like walked around and I remember seeing the trucks and I think I have pictures. Like seeing the trucks where they had um it was called like cage fire it was like cage fire productions or something right that was like the little like um pseudonym that they used to get like the permits so nobody would find out and I remember looking at it and it was in the Iron Man font and I was just like oh my god they were here but we didn't see anybody and then so it was cool that was the only cool thing about the movie was seeing like in the movie oh they filmed that in viscaya like for sure like oh because then we also passed by like this really nice house that they were filming in in pine tree drive and we were trying to see like who we could see we didn't see anybody but like seeing like oh that's that house in pine tree drive and then oh that's the you know biscayne bay like that's downtown so that's really cool but honestly, if you've seen Iron Man 3, you know why it was bad. Like, I'm not even going to talk about it no more. Um, anyways. Funniest movie. Like, f- like the funniest movie out of the bunch for me, though? Thor Ragnarok. Once again. That movie came out of left field. Like, I don't think anyone thought it was going to be, like, particularly good. But it was amazing. So, like... Very good movie, man. It was good. That was a good movie. Um, let's see, least favorite Avenger movie. We're gonna have to go with Ultron. Once again, um, I think coming off of the heels of like the first Avengers, we thought like the second Avengers was gonna be amazing. And it really was not. Like it was it was okay. Like it was a good movie, but like like it had its moments but also it was kinda basic in my opinion. Um, but my favorite Avenger movie is gonna have to just be Endgame. Like Endgame just is so freaking good, bro. Um, but if you take out Endgame, I really liked the first Avengers. It was really good. Like it was a good movie. Um, best comic book shot for an individual character, right? Like, best comic book moment. I'm gonna have to say Thor and Ragnarok. Ragnarok is just, like, a really good movie, is what it is. But, uh me being a person who's really into graphic novels and comic books and stuff, like, and into, like, the print medium and stuff, um... I love seeing certain comic book shots in movies, and like if you read comics, you'll know what you know what I mean. Like you see that one shot in the movie and you're like, yo, that is straight out of a comic book and that's beautiful. So with Ragnarok, if you if you've seen Ragnarok, you know at the fi- like at the end the final battles, right? or like the final battle. If you look at the final battle, there's one part where Thor is coming down with, um, with Mjolnir. Mjolnir. I don't know. Whatever. meow <laughs> With meow. And there's, like, lightning behind him. And he's bringing the lightning down with him. Yo. What a badass shot. Like, that shot right there. um beautiful. Mind you. Throughout the years, throughout the movies, there's been some really good ones, but that takes the cake. Um, I'm going to try to find a picture of it. I'm going to post it so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Um, Best comic book shot for the Avengers as a group. Best group shot. Man, definitely it comes from the opening scene in Ultron. The, in the opening scene in Ultron, there's this one part where they're all like fighting, right? And they all like it's if you remember, it's like that part where they all jump, and it like goes down in slow mo. That part, beautiful. I'll try to put find the picture and post it. Um, but man, best all around, you know, movie. Like, definitely Iron Man. Iron Man, like, Iron Man, man. At the end of the day, I think, like, the overall Avengers franchise, the whole thing, it, it, like, starts with Iron Man. It's Iron Man's arc. Overall, in my opinion. So, like, if you look at, like, a lot of the motives, a lot of the things that happen in the Avengers movies, it, it's all connected to Iron Man. So... You know, definitely best all around, Iron Man. Um, I want to say thank you again to the MCU. Thank you for... Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories. Hey, guys. Um, (laughs) I may sound especially chipper, but I'm really not. Um... (laughs) Let's talk about Endgame though. Um this is just mostly for me to rant or to rant and rave. Shout out to my former Tumblr <laughs> that disappeared into the Tumblr Netherworld. Uh rant and ravefest.tumbler.com Um this is a spoiler-free review, uh, spoiler-free uh, chat I'm about to have with you guys, my my listeners. So, as we all know, Avengers just came out over the weekend, um, Avengers Endgame, putting a finish to uh, Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic universe, the MCU, we all know this, this is review for you guys at this point, if you've listened, if you've been listening to the rest of this episode, um, but for those of you who are just listening in parts, yeah, here's that little recap, um, let me talk about (laughs) Avengers, um, let's start with I need to tell you guys about my movie-going experience this time around. So, I don't know if you, like, for those of you guys who are new to my movie rating system, I rate using two different systems. I use regular stars. Uh, so, you know, regular four out of four, or four out of five star five-star rating system, you know, standardized around the world. And then I also use the tear system based on how many times I cry throughout the movie. These are the two uh, different things that I use to to rate a movie. Basically how good the movie is in um, areas of cinematography, soundtrack, uh, score included in with soundtrack. With um, writing and with the actual acting and casting. And then, of course, how many times it made me cry, because I'm super emotional, as we all know. And I cry for everything. So it's like, and I think I cry for most movies. So it's like, if I didn't cry during the movie, was I even really paying attention to what happened? Um, I'm just too much of an empath to not cry at every single opportunity. (laughs) Um... Uh, if you guys follow me on Snapchat, you'll see that I usually post my re- movie reviews on there. But now that I have this podcast, I'm kind of like trying to do both, trying to experiment, see which one I like better, snaps or on the podcast. So, you know, I think this will be the third movie review I do. This is, like I said, the non spoiler alert version of my movie review I think what I'm gonna end up doing is um I'm gonna end up doing two reviews I'm gonna do the second one will be the spoilerific review but for today it'll just be a spoiler free review um I'm just giving you my thoughts on what's been happening um, like I mentioned earlier, it, you know, I, I was already super emotional going into this movie anyways, because of the fact that, you know, we've been, they've been working up until this point for the past 10 years. This is like, this was the end game, like legit. This was the end game of this, uh, MCU that they've been building. So, um, so I was already emotional. So I was excited um, because of the fact that very early on, let me tell you guys, very early on, like when, when they started releasing the teasers for the movie, I blocked, like I put like a, a block on my social media, or at least on my Facebook, to block out any anything that had like Avengers Endgame tagged in it, just because, um... As, like, a lot of you know, I'm on this, like, no-trailer life, and I love it. Like, let me tell you something. If you are the type of person that you like to be surprised still when you go to the movies, just don't watch the trailers. If you stop watching trailers, you will find that you will hopefully be pleasantly surprised. It, you know, and if not pleasantly surprised, at the very least, some type of surprise when you go to the movie theater. Um, I think I start. I stopped watching trailers maybe like a year ago. Um, so I walk into a movie totally blind. Unless I accidentally, like, saw the trailer, like, when I was watching another movie, I go into a movie blind. And even then, because basically, like, the way I try to time it now when I go to a movie is, like, I try to, like, not be there exactly on time just so I can avoid other trailers. Like, that's how serious I am about this. Like, I don't do trailers anymore. No. Um... So I had no idea what was going to happen or what anything even really looked like um, for Avengers Endgame. And it's funny because like my bestie, so bestie and I went to go watch it together. Um, Bestie was like, you know, to their credit... I had no idea, like, the, like, I had seen the trailer, and I had no idea what was gonna happen either, and everything was a surprise still, and I'm like, you know what, thank you Russo Brothers, thank you, (laughs) like, I appreciate you, because, you know, a lot of times, like, now these movies give away the whole movie, um, like, one of the trailers is the Lion King trailer. And I had not seen the Lion King trailer. Uh, like, And with the Lion King, I hadn't seen the trailer, honestly, because I have, like, low expectations for the movie. And that's, like, horrible. But, like, all these, like, Disney, like, live-action remakes, I've been very, like, incredulous. Because I'm just like, how are you going to F up my childhood today, Disney? Like... What what are you doing today? What are you doing? Like, all the work that you've done over the past 27 years of my life, what, what are you going to do today to F it up? Right? <laughs> so with, like, The Lion King, I don't know what I had seen, but I was just like, oh, no, I'm not excited about The Lion King. And then I saw the trailer because I was forced to in the movie. And let me tell you, I got emotional. So that already tells you, also, um, side note, I was already in my feelings before even getting to the theater about, like, life. So, I was already super, like, ready to cry at, at a, you know, drop of a hat. So, it, it, like, so, I saw the trailer and I got really teary-eyed because of, like, the music. I'm not gonna lie, I was wrong. The movie looks great. Like, it looks really good and um i'm trying you know i'm trying to like like play cool play cool low expectations but it looks good like the cgi is because the cgi is really good because i was worried i was just like okay wait a minute this movie is gonna be entirely cgi so to even call it live action isn't even accurate like the movie's gonna be entirely cgi what does this mean for for me? Like, do I need a, a CGI version of, like, Mufasa dying? Turns out, I do. I do. Um, Simba looks super cute. Like, you know what I liked about Simba and, like, Nala? Is that they look like little, like, little, like, kittens. Like, little kittens you can, like, hold. And I'm like, oh my god, you guys are so cute. Um... I love how in the trailer, you don't hear Nala speak, a.k.a. Beyonce. I'm like, ha, ha, they're holding on to that one. But, um, to my point about The Lion King, they showed pretty much the entire movie in this, in this trailer. Like, the entire movie in this trailer. So, I mean, I guess... You know, most of the world has already seen Lion King. We already know what's gonna happen. So I guess they felt like, honestly, though, are we really spoiling anything? But it's not just the Lion King that does it. Like, it's it's a lot of movies now. They show, like, you know, extended trailers and whatever. And they just, like, ruin it for themselves. Um moving on <laughs> so we get past the trailers I'm just like I am not ready I am not ready um like when I was getting ready for those like well those of you who were on my snap you guys saw like <laughs> I was playing gangsta lean <laughs> um and <laughs> cause I was just like yep I'm getting ready for someone somebody's funeral you know what I mean and then I so like you know I was doing like my Captain America inspired um, makeup and whatever, and I was just like then I play I was like playing Crossroads and shit. Um, <laughs> I'm just like boom 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 boom. <laughs> Tell me what you gonna do, for there ain't nowhere to hide. And then you know, like it's like you know I was all emotional you know, Bone Dugs Crossroads, that's the proper, you know, way to do a song for your fallen homie, Gangsta Lean is, like, so extra that it's funny, but whatever, so, um, like I said, this is, like, the spoiler-free review, so I'm not even gonna get into, like, too much detail of about anything that, like, happens in this movie, um... I, what I could tell you is the cinematography is amazing. Let me say, the Russo, I had very high hopes once I heard that, like, the Russo brothers were the ones who were, um, directing this, because I love the flipping Russo brothers, like, you guys know, I'm not even, like, you know, like, repeat myself, I flipping love the Russo brothers, and they did the movie justice, in my opinion. Um, they did an awesome job. Like it just felt real world and like really down to earth in the way that the Russo brothers do. Like they they just made it really down to earth, and um, everything felt so real. Like the like the things that the characters were going through, like the feelings that they had, like their struggles like that's that's the real world, you know what I mean like and so I just felt like they really like captured like the humanity of um of you know our our avengers, and I think that's like the appeal right of like comics in general is that. Like, the appeal is, like, yeah, they're out of this world. They're, like, larger than life, but a lot of them are still human. You know what I mean? And even the ones that aren't human are, like, have, like, you know, pieces of humanity to them. And so I think that's, like, really cool that the Russo Brothers were really able to portray that. Um, The score was amazing. I don't think they really used, like, too much of a soundtrack this time around. Um, which, thank the Lord Jesus, because I, it annoys me that some of the Marvel movies like rely heavily on like weird soundtracks or not weird, on eclectic soundtracks and you know, whatever to each his own. But I like that this movie was more score heavy because it felt like it felt, it's a heavier movie for sure than, like, you know, all the, you know, 20 movies that preceded it, like, it was a heavier movie. So, um, you know, with, like, a score, it kind of, I guess, like, it, like, legitimized it more, like, made it more of, like, a film. (laughs) I'm a flipping, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe film hipster, I guess. But, um... You know, like, the score was very stirring. Um, What's really cool is that there is a callback to a particular song that was used earlier in the Marvel, like, the, you know, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There was a callback. I caught that callback, and it made me cry. (laughs) Like, when I was already crying, it made me cry harder. So, like, I caught that callback, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't handle it um, so that was really cool, um, oh, like, I mean, I'm not gonna talk about casting, because this is everybody that's anybody in the MCU, there was only one person who did not show up at all in this movie, that I was very, like, I wasn't surprised, But I was kind of like, oh, y'all did that like that. Okay, that's where we're at in the MCU. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's a three-hour movie, if you didn't hear. And let me tell you, it is an intense three hours. Um, They really, they jam-packed it, but it makes sense why it's such a long movie. I know one of the criticisms I've been hearing about it is like, oh, they were trying to do too much. And I'm just like, honestly, no. Like, I, I feel like they were trying to do what the MCU is about and like kind of showcase what they've been building up to this whole time. When I do the spoiler review, I, like, I'll get into more details about what I mean by that, but, like, I think it was beautifully made. I think they really, with all the elements that they had to work with, they did a really good job. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you know, like, listen to the spoiler review now, and I'll tell you guys more, more of my thoughts on that um for sure it was cool so it was cool that this movie ended up relying on the originals like the og avengers like that was cool like yeah like that you know it comes back to them so that was really awesome um and you know it was cool to see how they make at like people interact with each other throughout the movie, there were definitely some very interesting, like, plot twists, there were things that happened in the beginning that you're like, whoa, okay, okay, (laughs) um, things I muttered (laughs) throughout the movie, things you might have heard, um, actually, before I tell you guys, like, those, that type of thing, side note, so side note, More about my movie-going experience. So, I've said it before, you know, I... Maybe not to you guys. I've said to somebody, like, I love going to, to, to black movies. Okay? Look, I'm not trying to stereotype anything. But I will say, I feel more comfortable being my loud self... When I go to a predominantly black theater or a movie that draws a predominantly black audience. that I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. You know, whatever. For better or for worse. That's take it how you want, right? So, I love going to black theaters though. Um, <laughs> you just get some like great audience interaction, but also Marvel movies tend to have, like, some very interesting, um, audience interaction. But also, I don't go to the movie theaters. I barely go to the movie theaters for, like, movies that are not MCU movies. TBH. Or, like, comic book movies in general. Because, of course, DC. Uh, we all know I'm a DC fan anyways, so. But, um, MCU fans are hilarious. Um... But let me tell you about, like, the Hispanic movie-going experience. Now, look, I'm not even going to say what nationality these people were in an effort to not generalize. But they were definitely Hispanic based on the fact that they were speaking Spanish, okay? So, mind you, me and Bestie, we go my Bestie stuff. We go to watch Avengers at midnight, or at 12.30 on Friday night, right? We made the mistake of not pre-purchasing these tickets. Big mistake, by the way. We should have pre-purchased these tickets. Why? Because now this whole assigned seating situation, which I don't like assigned seating, me, it's just like too. I'm like, no, this is it, causes too much problems, okay? Too many problems, which I witnessed <laughs> this particular evening. So, we went so, like, the only theater that was available, the only time that was available where we could, um, watch the movie not in the very first freaking row was 12 30 a.m. at sunset place down here in miami not nah, in south miami so let me tell you about sunset place sunset place is super annoying to go to because it's a teeny bopper theater i mean what theater is not but there's particular ones that there's especially teeny teeny bopperish true the form there were some teens at this movie theater who i guess had gone there after prom because they were in the prom wear. it was very strange I'm just like so. After prom, you went to go watch the movie, like a movie. I don't know, weird. But um, so we walk into this theater and we're sitting all the way in the back seat, right in the back row, right. And we pass by like this little, like a little group of kids, like like five kids. Okay, it's 12:30 a.m. This is a three-hour movie trailers are what like 15 20 minutes like you are getting out of here at almost four o'clock in the morning like why would you bring your kids to this to this movie showing whatever so we see some adults next to them and then you know one can assume that those are their assigned adults wrong very wrong the adults for these children were definitely sitting like three rows down like, not even with their kids, and me and Steph are like, what the hell, like, like, we're just like, what is this, so these kids are running around during the trailer, right, and we're like, oh, man, we hope that they settle down during the movie, the movie was starting, and they still had not settled down, and I'm like, oh, my God, Lord Jesus, save us all, so these little kids, so then, mind you, so then, at some point, someone showed up, like right before the movie was gonna start during the trailers but the kids were sitting where that person had their assigned seat and there was commotion and then me and like we're like oh my god what is wrong with these people then these people these children or these children's parents are like down the road like and i'm like oh my god so choose smart, bro like so choose smart, and i'm like oh god why is this happening these kids kept on talking throughout this movie like <laughs> like oh my god they did this and it's like oh my god someone get these kids dog i told steph after the movie i was like i'm not gonna lie bro if those were my kids First of all, my kids wouldn't even be here at this time. Because we, like, basically, I got I don't live far from that movie theater, right? I live maybe, like, what, ten minutes away with no traffic? And, like, you know, la madrugada, like, driving? And I got home at 4.30. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, why would you have your kids out at that time? Whatever. I guess it's not my place to judge, but I'm definitely, like, hashtag judging. Like, nah man Like, if you wanna If you wanna watch the movie So bad, bruh Go drop your kids Off at your mom's house And go watch the movie Cause you know you drop them off When you're trying to go to the club Anyways So go drop your kids off before you Go watch a 1230 show I don't know, I have to get off this soapbox I'm really sorry, but that like Was really weird and very annoying so, anyways... And then to not even sit with your kids, though... That's, like, the whole other thing... Like, you couldn't even sit them next to you... Like... So you could control your kids... So, these these kids were running around... It was a really weird situation... Also, this movie theater, for some reason... I think, like, the AC went out... So we were dying... So we were in a sauna for, like, three hours... Like, oh, man... Um... Throughout the whole movie, I'm just, like, crying, but also sweating. So my face was just moist the whole movie, and it was just really weird. By the time we left, like, my makeup was, like, all effed up. I mean, well, mostly it was because of the eyeliner and stuff, because really, like, the mascara was waterproof, because I'm not a fool. But my eyeliner wasn't waterproof. So, but yeah, my face was looking real junky by the time I left. But yeah, like, you know, this three-hour movie, dog. I mean, I'm, like, you know, I'm old, so, like, I had, like, my café con leche on my way to the movie theater, because that's how you do it. Because I was like, I need to be able to stay up. I mean, like, it's an exciting movie. It's not boring by any means, but, like, I was just really tired. Like, you know whole day at work and stuff, like, sometimes going and sitting in the movie theater in the dark for three hours isn't conducive to staying up, but, um, I guess, like, you know, from start to finish, the movie was super interesting, the movie had a lot of loose ends that they were tying up, so I appreciate that. You know, and a lot of questions that we had were answered. Um, I'm trying to think of what I can what else I can say without spoiling too much. Like, definitely a lot of plot twists, a lot of things that you didn't expect. We had a lot of like, you know, like, oh my god, yes, Mo- like, there were definitely a lot of moments like theater was clapping, everybody was like, yes. Um, things I muttered throughout the movie. Oh no! S <laughs> Marvel, I said S Marvel a lot throughout this movie. S Marvel, F this shit. I can't do this. Not today. How could you? There, I was. I was just very like, I was. I was very anxious throughout the whole movie. Like my heart rate was going up because I was very anxious and very stressed out because I'm like, oh my God, what is going to happen? Like, what could possibly come next, you know? And um, a lot of pleasant surprises. I uh, And like I said, you know, the MCU has been working with a lot of different elements. And, you know, year by year movie by movie you see how big the mcu is right and the possibilities that exist so the what what this movie brings to the table is a natural step in for the mcu and i loved that they took that risk because i think at the end of the day, it was a risk that they took, but it was a necessary risk if you want to stay true to the essence of the comics. That's what I'm gonna say. If you want to know what I mean by all that, by all the you know these lovely words, definitely listen to the spoilerific review that I'm gonna put up later this week and I'll I'll be more than happy to get into more details for sure. Um you know, like I mentioned earlier, like I cried a lot, you know, this is a definitely like much heavier movie than the rest, and so it was a lot of, um, a lot of, I guess like realizations you know, that you come to with this movie, or, or, or not that you come to, but that the characters come to, there's a lot of things that I know hit home for me personally, like, um, so I was just, like, in my feelings, so I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> why, um, but I'll tell you this much, for me, let's go into the rating system, for me, for no, let's do five stars, it's a five star movie, I, I can't think of anything in particular that was, like, bad about it, TBH, um, yeah, no, like, they, they, I think everything worked, Definitely, like, I'm going to re-watch it, because I like, watch, you know, re-watching things and, like, you know, seeing things I missed the first time and all of that, but, like, as far as I could tell, you know, at the time of this recording, like, there is nothing wrong with it, so I'm going to go with the, with the, with, like, the five, five out of five stars. Um definitely, as we, as I've said over and over and over again, um, this movie, like, for sure, um, like, surpassed my expectations and, like, made me cry so much more than I've ever cried, um, and definitely, I'm gonna have to go with, like, an 8-8, tier system because that's how many times I cried that I can count right and so um, if I remember anything else I'll update the systems for sure like you know I'll update my ratings but as far as I could tell as far as my recollection of uh, what, what had been going on with the movie and like you know whatever I was going through with my crying it was 8 tears, 5 out of 5 stars broke the record on my tear system for sure because like mind you I've cried a lot in, throughout all of these movies right but dang this movie it's just like it hits you in the feels and it hits you in the feels for like a lot of different reasons right like it's not just like bad feels or sad feels like there's some like legit like like feel good moments in the movie and, like, and so you just, you just, you're, you know, like, you're happy. And so, um, if you haven't seen the movie, man, go out and watch it. It's well worth, like, the wait, you know, um, you know, th- like, I, like, I've been discussing, like, Marvel has done such a great job building up to this that, like, this is, like, the cherry on top. Like, I think this was the best way that they could have ended, Um, you know, this part of the franchise, um, I think they did there, there was fan service, but in like a good way, you know, like not in like a facetious way, like there was a lot of fan service because at the end of the day, you know, like we're the ones that they're trying to appeal to, so there was definitely like a lot of you know, like little Easter eggs for the fans, um. And just like a lot of beautiful moments. I can't wait to get into more detail in my next review because I I really like this movie. There were a lot of things that I loved that they did that they sprinkled out through you know throughout the movie. So um So yeah. And like the credits, look I'm not talking about end scene credits, right? I'm just talking about the credits. The credits. I cried during the credits, by the way. So, there you go. That's how, like, whatever. That's how in my feelings I was. I cried during the credits. So... Like I said, if you haven't seen it, get out there, watch it. Um, I'm probably gonna go watch it again on $5 Tuesday. Cause you know, I don't like to be spending my money on too many movie tickets, but definitely $5 Tuesday. I'm probably going to hit it up again. Um, and then, you know, it'll like, it'll, you know, definitely I'll be able to catch some other stuff that I can include in my next review. Um, you know, like. I guess, in conclusion, like, thank you, Marvel, for taking us on this journey and, like, taking us on this ride, like, whether you agree with it or not, whether you like it or not, like, you know, the MCU changed movie making, it changed, um the way that I think mainstream society or, like, mainstream, like, culture looks at comics, it definitely changed pop culture, like, for sure changed, like, pop culture, um, and so... You know and and it has you know, like even with this movie, like breaking records up the wazoo for like opening you know box office sales, so you know, like I said, it's like whether you like it, whether you participate, whether you want to or not, like want to recognize it or not, like the m c u has like changed the game, you know what I mean, and they've been doing it for the past ten years, and so. It, you know, like to me, it's kind of like, thank you guys for like giving us, you know, these things that we grew up with, like these comics that we grew up with that we, you know, like, like felt like we shared something with and bringing it to screen, to the big screen, bringing it to life in like such a beautiful manner. So, um, I'm super excited to see what comes next where you know Disney's gonna take this whole Marvel thing next um I mean I know like I think technically we have X-Men back into the right so let's see what they do with that but um you know I look forward to what the future holds thank you guys for listening to me as always um definitely like I said Next episode, I'm going to post a spoiler review. um, And let me know what you guys think. Like, if you've seen the movie, let me know your thoughts. I would love to discuss. If you do want to let me know, be polite and, um, you know, DM me. Please don't post spoilers in the comments. You know, like, don't be that person. Like, it's not cool. Like, let everyone have their fun and let everyone be surprised when they go watch the movie. Um, You know, with any movie, but especially with this movie. It's like, don't post spoilers. If you do want to, you know, comment over to me, please, uh, like I said, DM me. I would be happy to, like, discuss the movie. Uh, Hit me up on on snapchat too if you if you want to talk about the movie. Let me know your thoughts Uh, Let me know which one was your favorite movie of the entire MCU. I told you guys earlier um, Definitely my favorite is is winter soldier. Let me know. Do you agree? What's your favorite um, movie of the MCU? Who's your favorite superhero? You know what I mean. Like, did you cosplay to go watch the movie? Um, do you do you Disney Bound when you go to Disney or to the, go to the movies? Um, for those of you know who don't know what Disney Bound is, Disney Bound is like when you dress kind of like in with the characters, but not cosplay, not costume because and this comes from like disney like you're not allowed to wear costumes so a lot of people will disney bound you know they'll dress sort of like the character or at least with like the colors and make kind of like a variation of it to go um disney or whatever um but yeah do you disney bound do you cosplay what's your favorite character to cosplay Um, I already told you guys, like, you know, like, kind of, like, what MCU has brought to me. What has the MCU brought to you? Like, what, what, what are your thoughts on its, like, cultural impact? And, yeah, just hit me up and let me know. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. And, yeah, thank you for joining me, as always. Super appreciated. Um... You know, and until next time, bye, you guys. Change? Shit. I guess change is good for any of us. Whatever it takes for any of y'all niggas to get up out the hood. Shit, I'm with you. I ain't mad at you. Got nothing but love for you. Do you think, boy? Yeah. All the homies that I ain't talked to in a while I'ma send this one out for y'all, you know what I mean?